Today on Hardwired. There's an old but true saying and it goes like this. You can't stop a bird from landing in a tree, but you can for sure stop him from building a nest. Remember, this is Satan's intent with the thought. It's always, not just for you to have a fleeting battle and then it's over, but it's on fire. He wants it to stick in your mind long enough to start a fire. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wicklier founder and senior pastor of Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. If you're looking for some words of hope, encouragement, solid biblical truth, and maybe even a laugh or two, well, that's exactly what Pastor Jeff wants to share with you today. We know life can get pretty busy and complicated at times, so we're truly grateful you've chosen to take a break and listen to the program. Now, if you're not able to hang out with us for the entire program, you can always check it out at our website, hardwired.org. In fact, you can find all the programs right there waiting just for you, hardwired.org. But right now, here's Pastor Jeff to tell us more about today's program on Hardwired. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a real honor to be able to bring to you a message from God's Word. Thank you for tuning in. Today I wanna begin a series that is so important. I can't think of anything more relevant for the Church of Jesus Christ today than to speak on the battlefield of the mind. You know, we're all in a battle, we're in in an intense spiritual warfare, I think more intense than I've ever seen it. And there is a great battle for your thoughts and mine. We're gonna see in this series that the devil attacks our thought life. That's where the real battle is waged. So today, in this brand new series on the battlefield of the mind, I wanted to start out by laying a foundation on how the battle really does happen in your thoughts and my thoughts, that it's in our thought life that the devil attacks. It's our thought life that comes under assault from hell, and it's our thoughts that we need to protect from the enemy's lies and deceptions. I can't wait to share part two of the message, The Battle for Your Thoughts. Let's jump right in. I believe the church is in warfare right now more than I've ever seen the church in warfare because we're now being attacked from without, attacked in the culture, attacked from the society we grew up in. More and more, Christianity is not the thing to do. You're not honored. You're not shown deference if you're a Christian because there's a warfare against God's word and against Christ and against God and against his standard of living. There's a warfare against it. But the world being at war is one thing, but us being at war is another. And I want to share with you today, I'm starting a series called The Battlefield of the Mind. And today I want to talk to you about the battle for your thoughts because most everybody in here right now is in a battle in your thoughts. We're going to see today that It's in our thought life that we're attacked. And Spiritual Warfare 101 is learning how to take charge of our thoughts and be sure that we're thinking the way we should. Now, I'm going to read some verses that you all know very well, but I want you to listen carefully to the way this reads. It's in the New Living Translation, Ephesians 6, verse 10. Listen carefully to these words, then we're going to be seated. Paul says a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, 
but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, therefore, since we're at battle with evil forces that are very real, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time or the day of evil or the evil day when Satan attacks you. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. That's God's will for all of us, that we're standing tall when the battle is done, not defeated. So God talks to us in here. He nudges us in here. We can feel grieved in here. If we grieve the Holy Spirit, we feel joy in here. If we walk with God and please God and worship God, there's joy in our spirit. Because God communicates with our inner man. He communicates with our heart. He speaks to our heart. For instance, let me give you an example. We can have a thought from God like this, right out of nowhere. I think I should call so-and-so and make sure they're okay. You're just sitting there and all of a sudden, I think I need to call so-and-so. Now, and it's from God, but how'd that happen? Because God communicates to your spirit that he wants you to call so-and-so. Your spirit takes that message agrees with it, and communicates it to your mind as a thought. All of a sudden, you get a thought like, I should call so-and-so. And it's accompanied with peace and this little nudge on the inside. All right? It may seem like an inner knowing more than a distinct voice, but it still comes like a conscious thought. This has happened to a lot of you, I'm sure. All of a sudden, you think, I need to do this or that or the other. How long since I talked to that person? Or I need to call my kids or my friend, or uh, I need to do this and that. I need to go witness to that person. You're sitting in a place and suddenly a thought comes, witness to that person. But where did it originate? In here. God spoke to your heart. And, you're, and then the Spirit of God translates it into a thought. And God gives you a thought. You go, I think I'm going to call them. I feel a peace about calling them. And so you call them and what do they say? Wow, I can't believe you called me. I've been asking God to please help me in the battle I'm having. And you go, it was the Lord. Amen. But God talked to your heart. God spoke to your heart. It comes out of nowhere. And as soon as you think the thought, it brings peace and it brings joy. And you do it because the Lord began talking here and it became a thought. God gives thoughts. Yeah. And you just thought you were brilliant, but you're not brilliant. God gave you a thought, right? But now watch this. When the devil gives you a thought, it has a very different effect. Now, you need to know this about the devil. I'm here to expose him, not lift him up. I'm going to preach him down. Let me tell you how he works. He's very subtle. Where you think you're just talking to yourself, but the thought has been planted there, shot there as a fiery arrow. He might play on your pride or your love of money or some inner lust. He uses the weaknesses of our flesh to plant thoughts, temptations into our mind. For instance, you're driving down the highway after a long day at work and out of the blue, a thought accompanied by a very strong inner impulse comes. And it says, why don't you give so-and-so a call? But watch this. It happens to be a member of the opposite sex. You used to date and you're married. Did God give you that thought? Some of you are getting uncomfortable already. He's meddling. Yeah, I'm going to meddle. I'm going to expose the devil. I hate the devil and what he does to people. 
Yeah, it comes with an inner impulse. And it's the devil's job to dress it up, dress that thought up, to make it look innocent. It's no big deal. They haven't heard from you in a while. You, you know, you're not up to anything. Just, you're okay. Give him a call. It's justified. He'll justify it. He's really good at putting lipstick on a pig. He'll dress it in all kinds of finery. He'll dress it and make that thought look like, hey, no big deal. It's innocent. It's innocent. Or here you are, you're driving down the highway, long day at work, and the thought hits you accompanied with a strong inner impulse. Now, what's the inner impulse? It's your flesh. God talks to your spirit. The devil talks to your flesh. Now, watch this. Why don't you stop at the bar and have a few before going home? When... You know, you had a drinking issue in the past, and that's the last thing you need to do. But it comes all dressed in, you deserve a break today. <laughs> Just go on in and have a few. It's okay, God understands. You're full of stress. Go ahead, pull in. You won't stay long. Five hours later, you come crawling out of there. <laughs> but I'm showing you, the devil uses our fleshly weaknesses to plant thoughts. Now, another way to know it's the devil's voice is if it's accusatory and condemning. Listen carefully to me. He loves to make you and me feel rotten, unworthy, and valueless before God. Suddenly in your mind, there you are, you're driving home. All these things are happening while you're driving home. You're driving home, and before you know it, you're running yourself down in your thoughts. You're building a case against yourself in your thoughts, accusing yourself thinking how you don't deserve God's blessings and have no right to be in church or no, no right to call yourself a Christian because you're this big hypocrite. And who are you to call yourself a Christian? Because you are such a hypocrite. And before you know it, you're just having this court trial against yourself. Where'd that come from? The Bible tells me about God. There is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. So where's the thought coming from? It's coming from the condemner, the accuser of the brethren. He's attacking you about you to take you down and defeat you. Or he'll play on some fear, fear of sickness, fear of rejection, fear of loss. I was talking to somebody this week, a young man who contacted me who was just going through terrible fear, fear that something was wrong and they were going to die. And I had to minister to them about that. They had a stronghold. I'm going to talk to you about that next week. There was a stronghold in their mind. But he plays on fear. This is all part of spiritual warfare on the battlefield of the mind. And we don't even realize that we're involved in spiritual warfare. Now, notice that Paul said it's not just a dart, but it's on fire. Satan aims his fiery darts into our mind in hopes they stick long enough to start a fire of destruction. Listen carefully to me. Because he didn't just send a dart to hit you once. It's on fire. What's his intent? that it will burn and travel beyond you. Just one dart accepted into your mind is all it takes, like a tiny match can burn down a great forest. So he sends a fiery arrow. It's on fire. It's not just an arrow, it's on fire. His intent is that one well-placed thought will lead to widespread destruction that reaches out and touches more than just you. Devil's sort of like a sleazy drug dealer. He wants to trap you into a lifestyle where you become a long-term customer. And he starts with a thought. How many people who right now enslaved to something, some drug, alcohol, or pornography, 
How many of them woke up one day and said, you know, I think today I'm going to make a decision that'll ruin my life. <laughs> no, it begins with that lipstick on a pig thought that the devil disguised as being innocent, understandable, justifiable. Nobody wakes up and does that. But one thought to try that drug, view that porn, abuse that alcohol was fired into your mind by the tempter to take you down and me. And Satan never reveals his end game. Have you ever noticed that? He never reveals his end game or the consequences of the temptation. He never reveals it. Oh, no, no. He never shows his hand. He only focuses on the immediate gratification. He tells you and me that we're going to experience. He never shows us the addiction, the guilt, the regret, the destruction, the heartbreak, or the loss. No, no, it's lipstick on a pig. Pastor Jeff will be back in a moment, but first I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Now, you may not be able to stay with us for the entire program, but don't worry. You can find the program at our website, hardwired.org, along with all of the programs from Pastor Jeff. Also, we regularly get emails and calls from listeners just like you who tell us how much the program means to them. But we would love to hear from you too. So let me encourage you to connect with us by calling 877-884-3111 or through the website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org or call 877-884-3111. And now let's get back to Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. No, it is a thought disguised as something beneficial. That's why we've got to learn to spot it. I'm talking about that in a minute. Let me give you one example. Listen to what the Bible, quick story, Luke 22, verse one. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. This is the third year of Jesus' ministry. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, that being Jesus, for they feared the people. Now look what verse three says. Then Satan entered Judas. So look at the source of Christ's betrayal. Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the 12. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. Now listen to what one commentator writes about this. It is not necessary to suppose that Satan entered personally into the body of Judas, but only that he brought him under his influence. He filled his mind with an evil thought and led him on to betray his master. Judas had a thought one day. This guy had distributed the bread with the 12. This guy had been in the boat when Jesus came walking to them on the water. This guy had been standing there when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He'd seen it all, but a thought went into his mind. We know where it came from. And Satan used his love of money to plant that one thought. Judas probably thought it was his own thought. He said, you know, I'm tired of following this guy around. I'm ready to make some money. So I'll sell him. But it wasn't his own thought. It was a thought he should have spotted. It was a fiery dart shot out of hell into the theater of his mind to betray the Son of God for 30 silver coins. And Judas ended up hanging himself. Now, whenever a wrong thought enters our mind, we got to do three things if we're going to win the spiritual battle. Listen carefully to me. I want you to catch this because you're going to have a thought today. 
that is sourced either from carnality or maybe from the enemy. And you're going to have thoughts from God too, depending on what you give your mind to. But watch this. Three things we got to do when we get a wrong thought. Identify it. Everybody say identify it. Now that doesn't take a rocket scientist. It doesn't. To identify the source of the thought, because the source of the thought can be identified by the fruit that it produces. So you got to ask yourself when you get a thought that is consequential, a thought, ask yourself this if I act on this thought, what will the consequences be? Because the devil, once again, he'll always hide the consequences and show you the initial benefits, but never the long term price. So you got to do it yourself. So you extrapolate that thought out to the end. What, in the end, what will this thought produce? If I accept this thought, will it strengthen my Christian life? That's a good one. Will it lead me in a good path? That's a good one. How about this? Will it be good for my testimony? If I accept this thought and act on this thought, will it glorify God? Any thought from God? You act on it, it'll glorify God. Every time. Is this thought in keeping with the teaching of God's word? Can, can I look at this thought that I'm being prompted to act on? Can I look at the teaching of God's word and see whether or not it lines up? Because if it doesn't line up with the word, it's not from God. If it doesn't line up with the word, it's not from God. Say, so, well, I'm special. God makes exceptions with me. No, he doesn't. See, that's one of the devil's lies, too. He'll come to you and say, you're special. God really understands your unique pain. So go ahead and, and it's a lie every time. How do you know the devil's lying if he's talking? He's a liar. Everybody say with me, the devil's a liar. So if you can't say yes to those questions, then it's a very arrow shot into your mind by the enemy on the battlefield of spiritual warfare. So first, identify it. Second, extinguish it. Extinguish it. And I'm going to put this on, on that quickly. Quickly extinguish it. Because the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to stand against it. So you quickly extinguish it. Paul says, above all, take up the shield of faith that you may quench. That means extinguish. Put a fire out. The fiery arrows of the devil. There's an old but true saying, and it goes like this. You can't stop a bird from landing in a tree, but you can for sure stop him from building a nest. Remember, this is Satan's intent with the thought. It's always, not just for you to have a fleeting battle and then it's over, but it's on fire. He wants it to, to stick in your mind long enough to start a fire. So th th there's no way that the thought from the enemy or the thought from carnal flesh can stay if we don't accept it. So we've got to refuse to mull over it, meditate on it, fellowship with it, or give it time to hang around. No, you got to extinguish that thing quick. So you test it. Is this going to glorify God? Is this a wise decision? Will this help my testimony? Is this in the word of God? If it's no to all those questions, then you go, then out it's got to go. I cannot fellowship with this thought. I can't fellowship with it. And you know, how quick would you put out a fire in your living room? Would you sit there and go, well, honey, you know, look over there. There's a fire. Yeah, baby, I see it. There's a fire. Yeah. Uh, we can all do something here in a week or two. No. You see a little flicker of anything, and you freak, and you're up, 
and you're putting that thing out immediately. That's how you do wrong thoughts. Are y'all with me today? So everybody identify? Extinguish it. Amen. Paul says, how do you extinguish it? You take up the shield of faith. Now it's real simple. Let me make it simple. When the enemy attacks, you can look around at what he's doing. You can look within at your own weaknesses, or you can look up. Now, the shield of faith is held up this way. I want you to say this with me. We look up, we focus on Christ, we trust in God, and we stand on the promises. Hold up. Any soldier in the first century, their shields were so big, they would get behind them, head to toe. And those shields would protect them from being shot from everywhere in the foot all the way up. They're hiding behind that shield. And that's where you put up that shield of faith. And the Bible says it will deflect those fiery arrows. They will fall to the ground, quenched and extinguished and useless. And you have just won the battle. So we quench it by the shield of faith. Not worry, not fear, not panic, not doubt. But you hold up that shield of faith. So identify it, extinguish it, and then replace it. You've got to replace it. Once we extinguish the bad thought, if we don't replace it with good thoughts, we leave the door open for that thought to return. See, nature abhors a vacuum. That's an old saying. Nature abhors a vacuum. When there's a vacuum, it will always be filled with something. That's why that's what's wrong with our schools. When we took God out of the schools in the 60s, took prayer out, took the Ten Commandments out, took any mention of Christ out, took prayer out, took it all out, it left a vacuum. It doesn't take a brilliant brain to look at what's happened to our schools now and see that the vacuum was filled with very bad stuff. So you replace it. You replace it by turning your thoughts away from the foreign thought to good thoughts. And here's where Paul comes in, and I'm going to close with this. Remember, this is foundational for next week. But here's where Paul says, look, Whatever is true, whatever is just, whatever is honest, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there's anything worthy of praise, anything praiseworthy, think, everybody say think, 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 think on these things, think on these things. So what is he dealing with? He's dealing with our brain, our mind, our thoughts. He says, how do you get rid of the bad ones? You fill your brain with good ones. That's why every day for my survival as a Christian and as a pastor, I get up, I grab my coffee, which God made on the eighth day and said it is good. <laughs> and I go into my study and I open up this Bible, folks. And I go through the Bible in a year. And I've done it. I've got, uh, gosh, this particular Bible, I've done it, I think, 12 times. I go through it in a year. And sometimes it's boring. I, Leviticus, come on. I have to pray. God, help me through this. And all the wouldas and shouldas and couldas and all the genealogies, it's hard. I get it. But I never walk away without God talking to me. Never, never once. And here's the deal. I do it because I'm going to fill my mind with the word of God before I face a day full of the devil and full of flesh. I'm going to fill my mind with the word of God. Because what is the Bible? It's a book of God's thoughts. And it's inspired. All of it. Genesis to Revelation. It's all inspired. It's all from him. 
So it's God's thoughts. So I don't care where I am in it, it's God's thoughts. And when I get bored with something that is redundant or difficult to track with, I remind myself, these are God's words. And I wash my brain in the word of God. And I fill it with God thoughts because I know what I'm going to face that day. And you too. You're going to face the devil. You're going to face flesh. You're going to face wrong thoughts coming at you. So I want to be able to identify it, extinguish it, replace it. Now that's Spiritual Warfare 101. Thanks for listening today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. To get a copy of today's message, give us a call at 877-884-3111. Or you can pick it up at our website, hardwired.org. That's 877-884-3111 or the website, hardwired.org. While you're there at the website, you'll find today's message along with all the messages from Pastor Jeff. We know they've been an encouragement to you, so be sure to forward them on to a friend who you think needs to hear today's message or any of the messages there at the website. It might be the very thing they need to be encouraged as well. Again, the website is hardwired.org or call us at 877-884-3111. If you haven't been to the website lately, jump on over there and take a look at all we have for you. One last thing, Your partnership with this program through your generous giving is always needed and very appreciated. We know Hardwired is making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. Please take a minute to send your best gift through our website, hardwired.org, or by calling 877-884-3111. Thanks so much for your heart of generosity. We truly do appreciate it. Be sure to join us next time right here on Hardwired.